Hi y'all, I just wanted to give a brief heads up that today's episode contains a discussion about self-harm and suicide. We do provide a content warning before we delve into that topic, so if that type of content is triggering for you, please feel free to skip ahead or skip the episode altogether. Take care, and we love you. Welcome to Date Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And <laughs> showed up to our Zoom call today wearing a wig that I just like wasn't ready for. Like I think I totally spaced that it was like Halloween week this week. Um and like yeah, her hair was like blonde blonde and not like yellow blonde. And so I was like, what is happening? What's going on? Too much change in my life, I think, this week. <laughs> Um, so Jenna, just for the listener, who are you being for Halloween this um, year? I am unfortunately not going to do any kind of Twilight this year, maybe next year. Mm. I'm going as Britney Spears, but I'm going specifically as Britney Spears when she wears the shirt that says, dump him. So <laughs> Google that and you'll know what I'm doing. And I'm very excited to be Britney. Free Britney! Free Britney. I feel like I could have done like a couple's costume with you long distance, which was just like... Um, like celebrities in that particular era wearing shirts yes. that say yeah. stuff. Because I could have, <laughs> I really could have pulled off, I think, Paris Hilton's Stop Being Poor. <laughs> Literally, that has been like your narrative arc throughout the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Well, actually, we haven't talked about it yet, and I'm going to talk to you about it offline, but I have an idea for us to do a long distance bachelor related one. I will, I oh, will God. text you. <laughs> That scares me. Every time you have an idea, I'm like, is this going to be great for me or really bad for me? It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> no! I mean that with I love. I'm the one wacky, wacky gal. Just a couple of wacky gals. <laughs> Shooting the shit. Talking about some shit. Yeah. TJF. Oh my oh, goodness. thank God. Because it's been quite mm-hmm. a week in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> First of all, we got some kind of devastating news that almost nobody was surprised by. We have a breakup to talk about. I'm, of course, talking about John Mulaney and Olivia (laughs) Munn, because who gives a fuck about Katie and Blake? Um, That might be the meanest thing I've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) I just want you all to know. I I meant it in good fun. Um, Can I say real quick? I was on Twitter.com this week when the John Mulaney stuff broke. And um, people were, like, his stands are really mad at people, like, having discourse about this. And, like, I get it. Drug addiction, mental health, all very real and valid things that he probably is suffering. And, you know, all these different elements of it. But I'm like, y'all, like... Watching a white man be messy in front of our eyes is, like, the only thing that gets me, like, up in the morning. So, like, <laughs> let me have this. Let me stew in the mess. Um, yeah, I saw your tweet about it, and I was laughing because I was one of those, like, I like John Mulaney. Yeah! I think he's, he, like, he's great. He's, like, the most, like, relatable, likable guy. He was a writer on SNL. Like, of course he's mm-hmm. funny. And, like, relatable and tall and handsome. Like, Nothing there to dislike, but also he's being a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, like I don't particularly care, but some people really, like, really care in a way that's confusing to me. But then I remember that we're a part of Bachelor yeah. Nation, so I, like, I just forget that, like, fandoms exist everywhere. And, like, every fandom kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you get too deep, you'll start to see really ugly things, no matter, like, what family. Yeah, and I'm not going to say so, the parasocial relationship between regular people and John Mulaney is worse than the parasocial relationship I have with Bachelor Nation. Uh, but yeah, I had a good chuckle. <laughs> Y'all are, like, chill mm-hmm. out. He's fine. He has the resources to get the therapy that he needs to not be, mm-hmm. like, um, impregnating women named Olivia Munn mm-hmm. and then leaving them two months later. But also, like, he got to fuck Olivia Munn, and that's something I will never experience, so I'm a little mad at him. Um, Rude. But again, uh, Katie and Blake, back to the point of the podcast, Katie and Blake, unfortunately, maybe fortunately, called it quits Mm -hmm. this week. 
Um, I mean, who is surprised that they made it this long? A couple. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we're being nasty today. I kind of like this. Um, But I mean, like, they were both each other's, what, third pick, kind of? So, I mean, like, oh, if that's not a love story... Uh, I don't fucking know. Well, to be honest, it kind of is. It's like, it is the today's love story. It is probably the most relatable content I will consume Mm -hmm. is two individuals settling and then breaking up. Um, but no, no, I mean, I think they're both fine individuals and I am sad that, you know, they had a breakup and I hope that they're well. Um, you know, I just have, we, we have. We have messy feelings about Blake, but that's okay. Everyone has messy feelings about About a Blake. Like, everyone has, at one point, had a messy feeling about a Blake at some point in history. Look it up. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, my final thoughts about Blake are that I don't want to see this man on Paradise. (laughs) I do not want to see this man on The Bachelor. He can go. I feel like... He can go to Bachelor Canada. Yeah, please. That's fine. And he, in fact, should be right there right now, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they do this. Where like they'll like cast certain like Canadian people to come down to like the U.S. version, right? But then, but then like they'll it Bring like some American. The thing is like if yeah. yeah, like it it doesn't make sense because like of course their relationship is gonna like it's a long distance relationship during a pandemic when like. Who knows what the fuck kind of things are going to continue happening because nobody's doing anything right anymore, apparently. But, like, yeah, like, wouldn't it make more sense for him to be, like, on the Canadian version of the show? Mm-hmm. The thing is that Canadians are just really good. Mm-hmm. I know they are yeah, so good. Yeah, Canadian Daniel. We've had Caitlin Bristow. We've had um, other ones. <laughs> You're right. I think I'm just – I just said something xenophobic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send myself to the bin for that opinion. Never mind. You know who else lives in the bin? Hmm. Zima and Harrison. Zima and Harrison. I was waiting for it because we have like two other people we're gonna talk about, and I'm like, I don't know which one first. This one. Yeah. Um. They got engaged this week, and Harrison um finally remembered his Instagram login, and so he deleted all of his photos and he changed his bio finally. And Errol, I guess just we're gonna forget everything that ever happened. I would like to I mean fair. I mean fair. Maybe he maybe he went through that like what was that like early two thousands movie that just had like a chokehold on everyone with blue hair? Fuck. What was that movie oh, called? Eternal yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking eternal That's how we all got our start, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh good for him, I guess. Um <laughs> I hope Zima is happy. Um, that was the least sincere thing so I think hard. you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> like Jenna, just like trying to be nice, like watching you try to be nice in this moment is so funny I to can't. me. Like the thing with Zima is like I don't. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm like. Yeah, like, people shouldn't be, like, responsible for, like, the mm-hmm. sins of their partner uh-huh. or whatever, but, like, some of the things that I've seen her say, like, I think I watched, like, a clip that you put together. I didn't watch all of it, but I was just, like, he doesn't really need, like, you to, def- like, publicly, like, defend him or, like, make people sound ridiculous for being upset with him. Yeah, either. like, you yeah, know, like, you don't have to be, like, pay for his crimes, but you don't have to, like, go the other direction <laughs> and, like... He doesn't need, like, your public support, yeah. I don't think. And I'm also, it's just, like, who are you again? Like, who is she again? I don't know. I'm sorry. I, this is sounding, like, more mean than I, I think I intended for well, it, too. Well, we're being real bitches I, today. I don't care. Because we're about to roast yeah. another fucking woman because we are fucking misogynistic okay. ladies today. You know what? I feel very confident about okay. this one, actually. Uh-huh. Thank you. Mm. Demi has bangs. Demi got bangs. <laughs> Like, bangs. (laughs) And I don't know, like, they... Did you ever have those, like, Barbies when you were a kid that somehow, like, no matter how much you washed their hair, they still had that... Like, it looked like there had been a permanent curler Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. bangs. And, like, 
If you pulled their bangs down, they would be, like, to the bottom of their face, but somehow they were always still right above their eyebrows, just, like, incredibly curly. That's what it looks like to me. I couldn't stop looking at them yesterday. I think, like, probably five times I turned to Andrew and I was just showing him a different thing, and he was like, why are you still talking to me about this? And I was like, I don't know, but it's important to me. (laughs) Why don't you ever care about my hobbies? No, it was, ugh, yeah, seriously. I was like, I played pinball with you this week. Like, you have to talk to me about ugly things. <laughs> They're just, like, so outdated, and they make her face, they, like, swallow her entire face. Um, yeah. And... She somehow looks, like, 14 and, like, 48. I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. It's just, like, different. Freaky Friday. Images, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. It all goes back to Freaky Friday. Um, everything, everything does. does. Of course. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I we're sending all thoughts and prayers out to all of those people who've had a bad week this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been an interesting one, and like, yeah. Um, I know, like you and I are big bangs proponents. I I will say that, like, but I think she found the one set of bangs that cannot be claimed for queer culture. So congratulations on her for finding a straight pair of bangs. Oh my god. That is not to erase her identity whatsoever. It's just like, those are the least queer bangs I've ever seen. Yeah, I was like, what? What? This yeah. is like a... How'd she do that? How'd she do <laughs> that? It's like a hate crime. Um... Magic. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh god, they're gonna haunt me forever. Um... You know what will also haunt me forever? This week mm-hmm. of The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. It, one thing that makes me sad about us living in different time zones is, is because, like, I can't text you about it at all because it's over for me before you even get started. Because somehow, like, Mountain Time mm-hmm. gets it, like, two hours Just earlier. So even It's so weird. So bizarre. I love it because I get to, like, go to bed. <laughs> but, like, I can't text you about it because I'd be spoiling so I had a really bad week with it this week. Like, I did not love this. Mm-hmm. I felt, like, really excited when it started. And I was like, this seems like it's going to be great. And then I was like, no. <laughs> Why are they misbehaving already? And, like, I was just, like, part of me was excited because I was just like, of course Peter's going to misbehave. That's yeah. funny. And then it was just like, no, no, no. Nobody else do something bad, <laughs> He's though. supposed to be the one. <laughs> Yeah, he's the, he's the one. one. Let's do this. Uh, well, it does start off pretty romantic. Um, mm-hmm. It's like our dream date, what you and I like write about in our journals, um, which is like waking yeah. up with Tasha in our beds. Yeah. Um, and she gets to like talk to us about our issues and our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then it takes an immediate, you know, bad turn because the dates actually start happening. <laughs> Um, but I, I literally, I feel like I've had a dream where it's just like, even just like platonically, um, Tasha and I are just like talking and it's like, there's croissants there. And like, I'm hungry in the morning for the first time in a really long time. And like, there's also like champagne there and it's like, great. It's like, great. And we're wearing and 20 robes. Pillows. And I, 20 pillows and I look amazing. <laughs> this will never happen. Clearly. <laughs> oh my god yeah and then we move on to a group date where the men um essentially go through their own personal squid game which is just playing children's games um (laughs) yeah i mean i really thought (laughs) i thought the maybe it's a conspiracy theory that squid game came out right before you know bachelorette and they were showing us an alternative where if men performed badly they got shot and there's only one winner at the end, <laughs> which is really grim. I know it's a I know it's a parable about capitalism, but it could also be you know, ABC. Think about, think about it. it. Yeah, one know. thing. Um, so on the script date we have Brandon, Romeo, Rick, PJ, <laughs> Will, Olu, Casey, uh, who's famously Goose and Dak Shepherd's love child, uh, LT, mm-hmm. aka Little Tits, and. Peter, pumpkin pizza eater. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I love that. Um, Yeah, I think the best part of this whole series of games was everybody just collectively hating Mm -hmm. Peter. Um, 
For example, like at the end, Will famously wrote down Peter's name when asked to spell narcissist. Which he got a lot closer to spelling narcissist than Peter actually Thank did. You. <laughs> um, I like I also I was thinking to myself last night and like, um, I mean, this in the kindest way possible. I think this is also your nightmare uh-huh. date where you have to spell uh-huh. things. I was thinking that like the whole time. I oh, like a I little it. secret last week when we were making fun of um Ryan for misspelling the bachelorette I had a flashback mm-hmm. to when I started the Instagram account like three and a half years ago <laughs> I didn't know how to spell oh my god you're kidding. I, was, like, I would try I like I'd spell like and then I get like caught up on the e like I think I didn't put it yeah. in and so I like yeah. when I saw that last week I like died a million times and then oh my god <laughs> now I know how to spell very good <laughs> Very well. Um, wow, that's yeah. so good. I love that. I didn't that. want to say it last week because I was embarrassed. And I was like, you know what? Danica's right. This is my nightmare. And I have to just like mm-hmm. confront it. The only way to get past it is confront it. You have to admit that you have an issue yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, like another fun thing is just like that child Mia yelling at Peter to leave Michelle alone. Because I was like, yeah, leave her alone. <laughs> like, Stop talking to her. <laughs> Um, yeah, I felt like I, Peter is so, like, attention-grabby in a way that I just cannot deal with. And, like, I guarantee, like, in middle school, he was, like, harassing whichever girl sat in front of him and was just, like, he's, like, that kid that, like, bullies you when he's, like, has a crush on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pushes you. And nobody ever punishes yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, recovers beautifully from being called a narcissist by only talking about himself for the next 10 minutes, which is a great look, I think. You know, he's right. He's not a narcissist. No, not Come all. on. <laughs> at the cocktail party, Michelle, like, razzes Brandon for his bad spelling, which is like, me too. I'm like, hey, you know, teacher, mm-hmm. teacher, do you want to let me know? <laughs> Ooh, I, um, he... Ooh. Keeps like almost like leaning in to kiss her, and it gets kind of awkward, and he can't really do it. And and she's like, "Why are you looking at me?" Which I fucking love her. I swear to God. Um, I know. And instead, he's like, "Uh, no. Um, I'm just trying to remember every single part of you so I can go home and have a dream about you and wake up to realize what my dream girl is." And I like, I I screamed. I'm like, "Is he going to masturbate about her?" Which is essentially what I was. My. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> it sounded like he was Wait. almost gonna just be like. Wait, was this an SNL sketch or did this happen? Like, people were jerking off so much. No, that happened last season, right? They, it was there, during oh, the no yeah, the jerking no challenge. Yeah. And I think maybe we were joking about them, like, clogging up all of the... <laughs> clogging up all You're the right. pipes that, like... Oh, my God. Uh, ben Higgins told us that they broke the shower. <laughs> the oh, chicken. my God. <laughs> what is their cum made out of? That's crazy. Protein shake, boo-boo. Uh, protein spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, and yeah, she hated yeah. it. Um, I think she was just like, you sound like basically you're going on incel websites um, to pick up, you know, pick up lines or whatever. Um, and yeah, despite that... She ends up kissing him anyway, which is fine. fine. I think, like, I like roasting, too. So I think anyone who can, like, take a joke about themselves, I'd probably kiss them. Yeah, I actually felt the chemistry in that moment because they were having a good time. Like, that's how I would Mm. be on a date. So, like, I felt it. And I thought, he looks like he's 12. And we should give him credit for not knowing how to spell things because he didn't pass the sixth grade yet. But um, actually, no, he's twenty six. There's, <laughs> There's still hope. hope. There's still exactly. hope. Exactly. <laughs> not that I can spell, and I'm fucking thirty six. <laughs> um, God, I'm so old. Well, anyway, uh, speaking of talking about the bachelor at thirty six, Peter. In the meantime, mm-hmm. he is not over being called an arse- a narcissist and an arsonist. Like, an yeah, arsonist. why not? He's starting a fire in this fucking house. Um, so he pulls Will aside, and um, yeah, I really thought they were just gonna like commiserate about how ugly their fucking shirts are. Um, but no, like, of course, 
Peter has to talk about, like, the situation that happened. They end up yelling so loudly that I could hear it in Idaho. <laughs> you know, like, ugh, it's just crazy stuff. So, like, he's ba- Peter's basically saying, like, I thought that was super inappropriate of you to call me a narcissist when I was completely defenseless. What does that even mean? <laughs> what? It means like, he wanted to beat Will up and couldn't do it in front of the mm-hmm. Bachelorette, which is just, like, okay. And Will's like, no, I was just trying to have fun, dude. And then neither of them are having it. They're, like, yelling at each other. Like, it gets... And then they have this, like, argument that I swear to God, Andrew and I have had this same argument. And it's about, like, Andrew wanting to talk about something and then me wanting to talk about The Bachelorette. So, like, (laughs) pizza this, pizza that. I'm tired of hearing about pizza was me. And then Andrew's like, I don't have to talk to you about Michelle. Your name's not Michelle. And that's literally every argument that Andrew and I have. I'm like, literally, before we moved from Portland, Andrew every day on Instagram would show me a picture from Boxcar Pizza. And I do not like that pizza. Like, no shade to them. Andrew loves that pizza. I'm sure it's great. It's just not my thing. But every day he would show me this pizza. Because he knew it bothered me. And I was just like, stop fucking talking to me about the pizza. Stop. And he's always like, Danica, I don't want to hear about The Bachelor anymore. So these two grown-ass men wearing ugly shirts. I mean, that should that should be me and Andrew's Halloween costume at this point. Like, I, I, I wish I had time to go find ugly clothes. I'm sure Andrew has some. It's true. He at least has the, the necklace. Yes, yeah, he has But we can necklace. pass back and forth. <laughs> I would have to get, like, the worst haircut of my life, though, and I'm not willing to even go there. Oh, um, God. But while all of this is happening, we go back to the mansion, the hotel, wherever they're at, um, and we get a peek of who's going to get the first one-on-one date for the season, yeah. right? Um, which is Jamie. We liked Jamie. Yes, we, I think you actually had... You kind of were... I was reserved about Jamie because he's yeah, bougie. Yeah, and he and, gets like, to be bougie right now. And he's like, I live my life on the wild side. Michelle needs to figure out if she likes me. I like to go to third world countries the day's notice by myself. <laughs> like, what okay. are, like, who says third world countries anymore? Okay. Also, I'm just like, what? I just like, you know, I don't, I, I will send you the gif later. But like, I was just doing like, hmm? face the whole time this is of course a visual medium so you're welcome everyone for the hint that i didn't give whatsoever um just like very skeptical like this sounds icky and like the men are doing the same thing where it's just like what um so but yeah i just like yes of course like this is kind of like a job interview almost where like Job interviews are supposed to be like, are you a good fit for our company? And then are, you know, are we a good fit for you? So it should be a back and forth. But can you express that differently, Jamie? It's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it just like, it skeeved me a little bit, but I was like still excited to see them go on site. Then we get to go back to our, our emo night or our emo man of the night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Rick. Yes. Rick. Rick. I'm gonna do that the whole season. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love Rick almost wholeheartedly at this point, and I'm getting scared that something bad's gonna happen. I don't know why. I think it's just men. Yeah. But um yeah. Rick with the good eyebrows, Rick with the long mm. eyelashes. Hello. What was your joke? Oh yeah. Maddie fucking wishes. She yeah. fucking wishes. I'm gr- uh, that girl is steaming in her house watching this mm-hmm. man's lashes. Like, mm-hmm. mm, maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's her, I mean him, yeah. as in Rick, but they're natural, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of unfair, yeah. though. Like, I, I looked at my own eyelashes and I was like, oh, I fucking wish, I too. Wish. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, like, Daddy Rick asked her to help him with homework which was basically just like a mad libs exercise and she seems to be really into him which i love because so do i they kiss i love it and i also loved like he he let her fill in the part where she's he was like oh and we got to go on our first date which went and then she like put like perfectly or something like that and then he kissed her shoulder really lightly and i was like oh i like the this shoulder kiss. <laughs> oh, it was so God. cute oh. now back to fucking peter the narcissist 
PP. Again. Oh, we already did PP. We can't make fun of him by saying that. <laughs> Damn. I'll th- we'll still think of something else. I liked what you said yeah. before, but yeah. I already forgot what it was. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the narcissist is what we should call that oh haircut. Oh, my God. Yes. Right? Like, his hair. I know I haven't stopped talking about the haircut since it, but it, like, it's haunting to me. And I think that's why I bring yeah, it up so much because also. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> by many things. Um, like, we had the Rachel in the 90s, and then Robbie Paradise came into the picture with this haircut. And now Peter's doing it, and it makes me think that the Narcissist is a great name for this particular brand of offensive-to-me hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to believe. I feel like there was one on Hannah Brown season, too, that was like this, and I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I was looking at that, like, um, bachelor data mm-hmm. account one time and Hannah's season was like the whitest mm-hmm. season in recent years so I would not doubt that there were probably like seven of those haircuts <laughs> yeah. on that's what season. I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> we, we blocked that one out from our collective memory so Michelle's like not having his tantrum at all you know somebody called me a name thing she's like whatever I don't care um she's and he's just like well i was just like mad and and she's like expertly is like well you know like one day if we're in a relationship i might make you mad and i need you to like not lose it and scream and (laughs) to the point where like you know you're gonna be aggressive and that's amazing and he didn't really have a very good response to that no he was like that was really out of character for me and i was like i I doubt that. that i really doubt that um Also, like, you can tell Michelle is, like, a teacher, just, like, in those kinds of moments where it's, like, yeah, you're, you might be frustrated that that happened, but, like, half of, like, teaching children is teaching, like, emotional, like, self-regulation and, like, ways to, like, intelligently go through these kinds of situations, and it's crazy that, like, so many people don't know how to do that. Self-regulate a little bit. Oh, um, but anyway, she, I hope she sends him home. Anyway, <laughs> she ends up giving the first impression rose to Brandon, um, the bad speller. So there's hope for you, thank Jenna. God, thank God. Thank God. Um, yeah. So incels and people who can't spell protein, you really have a shot <laughs> in this world. Don't, Don't give up. Fucking- okay. <sighs> it's a, it's okay. a joke. You have no chance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so next um we have the one-on-one date with jamie um they go to joshua tree i'm like could you have not gone to like a place to climb rocks during katie season as well like it's just kind of mm-hmm. funny how I, it's whatever not here to compare um but they're finally mm-hmm. doing the right things here <laughs> they actually go somewhere <laughs> for a fucking date um which felt really mm-hmm. nice um and they you guys know how i feel yeah. about like rock climbing and rock climbers in general so like i had this like icky moment with jamie from earlier where i was like i don't like where this is going and then they were like we're gonna make you go rock climbing and i was like thanks i hate it (laughs) this is horrible (laughs) um michelle's butt did look really good um she liked how jamie was like coaching her in the process and she was like oh i'm always the coach and i just like when somebody's like for once coaching me but in my head I was just like you're a teacher like yeah for once you're like happy that you're not like holding the hand of a fucking child (laughs) through Mm -hmm. something so yeah especially coming off that Peter experience (laughs) where she's like oh my god this is what a man is okay great yeah Uh, so that's cute um next up uh we before we get into the conversation we do want to do a trigger warning for um discussion about self-harm and suicide uh so if that's something you're sensitive to, I would skip ahead a few minutes, um, but it won't, I don't think it'll come up a whole lot in the rest of the episode. Thank you for that ASMR. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope they're listening. Um, yes, I hope so too. Yeah, so uh, we go to the dinner portion. Um, there's some food there that they don't eat. Um, <laughs> um, Michelle kind of talks about how like her family life was you know pretty ideal and but that she says she knows that like not everyone has that and that that's okay you can still find true love even if you come from maybe like a family of divorce or whatever and so Jamie is mm-hmm. like well that's good because <laughs> mine wasn't the same mm-hmm. 
Um, so he kind of just gives some background. Like his mom was 18 when she gave birth. His father was 21. And they never got married. Um, he describes like the beginning portions of his life as being really amazing. Um, and then he just also mentioned that his mom had some issues with her mental health and things just kind of started to spiral when he was like in like mid adolescence. Um, and when he was around 12, um, he basically saw his mom attempt to cut her wrists, which, um, kind of just, of course, can send you into, like, crisis mode, yeah. basically, um, which is super sad. Um, so Jamie and his sister, um, just, like, kind of had to deal with, like, the stress of, like, caring for a parent, um, and, and just was, like, brokenhearted about the concept of him being in oh, yeah. class and, like, worried that he mm-hmm. would go home. To, I mean, God. I, oh, yeah. That's absolutely um, horrible. <laughs> and just, like, the, the entire concept. Like, it's one of those, like, the the hierarchy of needs kinds yeah. of things where, like, kids can't be successful mm-hmm. in school if they're, like, missing, like, mm-hmm. these, like, certain pieces. So, like, he was missing a lot of school and, like... At some point, like, he had missed, like, so many days that he technically couldn't graduate, which is, like, it's heartbreaking and it's, like, a reality for a lot of people. Um, So, like, after caring for um, his mom, like, throughout uh, his teenage years, um, she died by suicide when Jamie was 24. I can't remember how old Jamie is now, but I think he was in his... 30 so it's been a while but like still that's like super traumatizing um um, yeah so michelle is like understandably like really emotional after hearing the story and is marveling at how jamie kind of you know developed into like the person he is today um while also like working through trauma um she's basically just says that she's like super impressed and of course gives him the the date rose um and then the producers for some reason are just like this seems like a great moment to throw you into a shitty pop country concert right <laughs> right cool like this poor man just fucking exposed his deepest darkest vulnerabilities and they're like yeah um how about you go stand awkwardly in front of this weird white woman <laughs> that no one knows yeah <laughs> I know it's like and it's always like somebody that seems like it could be like maybe familiar like her name instead of instead of it being like Casey Musgraves it's like Katie Musgraves or something you know like it's it's something like so close where you're like do I know maybe TikTok I don't really know um oh god one one thing I did want to talk to you about that I'm like getting kind of uncomfortable with and I think maybe it's because it might be because I did change, like, positions at my job. So, like, um, kind of working in a, in a role that's more people-facing, um, just sometimes it can be really hard to be, like, the person that people turn to when they're going through something. And, like, it's, like, something I'm, like, I like doing it and I'm, like, well-prepared to do it. But I wonder if, like, Michelle or, like, any of the leads don't feel the same way sometimes where, like... The show really has kind of embraced the, like, uh, like, we used to joke, like, reveal your trauma. But I wonder what that's like to just kind of have the expectation that, like, if they don't share their deepest secret with me the first time I meet them, that they're, like, I'm going to assume they're not opening up. But also, like, holy shit, that's a lot to put on somebody for, like... That you've only met, like, one time, and I'm sure it would feel weird, like, going through, like, a date. Even if you're, like, if you just, like, don't know if you're into that person and then have this, like, weird expectation that they share their, like, crappiest moment with you. And then you have to be kind of prepared to just shoulder that and take it well. Um, Because I can't imagine, like, what that would be like. Like, I'm, I'm prepared to do it at work, but if I had to do it while dating and, like, dating, like, 30 guys that I don't know, like, that's a totally different scenario. And I don't think that I'd ever, like, thought about it that way before. But that's, like, I mean, like, not to, like, 
co-opt the term like emotional labor because I know that's specifically for you know like workplace situations but it is like work (laughs) and it's a lot of shouldering like on behalf of the lead. I mean to me it just like I agree fully and I'm like and it's unfortunate and then I was listening to a live by Sophie and um my from the Blecturettes and they were talking about how it's mm-hmm. like a commodity based thing. And like, it's become like this like standard and it, they were talking about the racial elements to it, which was really mm-hmm. important work. The live is saved on Sophie's page. Go look at it. But mm-hmm. I was just also like, I mean, at the same time, like it has become expected. Like this is a part of the show. And I think it's been made that way because of the producers, the producers are smart. They're evil, but they're smart at times. And <laughs> this is a way for people to, to bond, you know, mm-hmm. like it is like, it's forcing Michelle to like cry and bond with Jamie. And mm-hmm. that's, I think the only way that some people find love at the end of this fucking thing. Right. Like that's what's wild yeah. about it. It just feels like it is kind of shitty, but I can't see it going anywhere. <laughs> you know? Like it's yeah, the way they bond, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm just like, I I remember, like, me dating when I was, like, in my very earliest 20s, and I hadn't sorted through any of my, like, religious trauma, any of my shit, and, like, I used to think it was almost, like, this, like, quirky quality where I just told, I just dumped on people, like, here's the worst thing about me. (laughs) Doesn't that make me so cool and hot and beautiful and interesting? And they were, like, kind of, yeah, (laughs) and then I was, like, just in a series of, like, tornado-y relationships, and I was, like, why does this keep happening? And it's just, like, oh, because the first thing you told someone was your deepest trauma. (laughs) And, like, you didn't bother to get to know them at all. Like, they're they're just dealing with your mess. (laughs) Jeez. Speaking of... Apologies to some of my exes, not all <laughs> not of them. All. <laughs> not can... all. Some of you know what you did, and some of you know what I did. So apologies to those of you who know what Dude, I, I did. Do you keep thinking about that one that broke his leg, and then, like... Uh, the, the rock, rock Yeah, there it is. It's surfer, too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of more trauma, we have another group date. Um <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> So, I don't fucking know. But uh, on a serious note, before we get into that, Joe, Ghost Joe, Ghost, Jost, uh, Colin Jost, um, gets a call from his mom (laughs) and she informs him that his, like, basketball coach, uh, Kevin Novak Sr., passed away. And it's really sad because, I mean, I think a lot of people have really, really strong bonds with their coaches. I um, mm-hmm. can't relate, but I, I can definitely, like, sympathize and empathize with that. So, mm-hmm. and of course, it's on the day of the basketball date, which feels a little. Uh, rude yeah. and on the <laughs> nose. Um, but he kind of goes yeah. on. on he, he, like, is like, I think my coach would want me which to cool. yeah. do this. That's, um, that's nice. Um. So on this date, we have Joe, Clayton, Rodney, I'm struggling to think of who, oh, Rodney's mm-hmm. the apple, okay, Martin, uh, Malik, Chris S., Chris G., Pardeep, Nate, and Spencer, um, and they'll be getting schooled on the court um, with Michelle and, you know, a couple of just, like, casual friends from the WNBA, which is fucking sick. Yeah, okay. like, okay, cool, um, humble brag, I love it! Good love luck! Um... Yeah. So. <laughs> so Joe used to play for the Minnesota Gophers, which absolutely sounds made up. Um, I don't think that's a team. I think I am getting. <laughs> I think I'm like about to get roasted because like I took that down like as a note and I was like, there's no way that's it a team. It probably is though. I don't even know. It probably go is. I mean, Gophers. Go Gophers. <laughs> I mean, like, well, but also, like, one thing I will. The next thing, at least, it's not racist. It's just thank silly. You. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, there's a racist element somewhere. But then also, like, another thing oh, that probably. sounds made up is that Joe is also the winner of Mister Basketball in <laughs> 2011. This is that is absolutely fucking made up. Who is like? Who is? I think this was this episode was made to make us sound fucking stupid. <laughs> And, like, someone is going to listen to this and just be like, these stew-tupid bitches, bitches, I just said. Stew-tupid bitches, indeed. And, like, roast us for all of eternity. And, honestly, after that one, I deserve it. Like, someone bury me. That's the worst thing I've ever said. 
<laughs> That's the title of that. <laughs> Stew Tupid <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> so um, they play on the court together and everyone's like, oh. I mean, if I was somebody there, I would have been like, okay, can I just go home? Like, clearly, like, this is... <laughs> Literally, can I sit down? <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> These people are in love with each other, and they live in the same city. I'd be like, I'm just like gonna play horse by myself on the other side, which is exactly what I did when I was like, uh, like just like growing up with seven adults. I would just play horse alone, which apparently is just shooting things and just yelling whore by myself. <laughs> it's like uh, you really hate yourself though for not getting R. You're like, damn it! I know. Uh, only a hoe. <laughs> um, so basically, this leads to you know what happens every season: the dumbest date in the world, where they do a competition. She doesn't get to know anybody, and they split the teams in half. You know, one half gets to go, one half doesn't get to go, and then whoever she's crushing on the most from the team that loses also gets to come <laughs> along. Um, which is obviously right. Joe. Um, Because, honestly, that was kind of hot. Like, I'm not, like, the biggest, like, sports fan I will watch occasionally, but, like, that was really hot. (laughs) Um, So, um, yeah, I mean, like, they had a new announcer there because R.I.P. Fred. Yeah, Um, Uh, which I thought was really sad they couldn't just, like, like, get a, you know... The green screen of him or whatever where they 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 project people like I'm sure Fred Willard's ghost is cheaper than Prince to get you know yes. holographically put into this arena but you know whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll um, we'll pitch the team <laughs> for next season. Um, so like obviously like the red team which Joe is a part of is. Uh, basically a sports disaster. Um, Pardeep has this moment. It's his only moment in the season, as far as I'm aware of. And he, like, shoots a three-pointer and misses by, like, ten feet. And I think that's so charming and funny that he should have stuck around for the entire season. Um, But, you know. It's really... I love you, Pardeep. I hope you're listening. (laughs) I hope you're well. I hope that you weren't, um, you know chased away by our extremely mean comments at the beginning of this episode. We do love you, though. Um, so, um, yeah, like, uh, the blue team wins. Joe gets an MVP award because he's hot. That's fine. Um, some of the guys were, like, I mean, maybe it comes in a little bit later, but some of the guys were, like, bitching, like, why did he get the MVP award? He didn't even win. And then Andrew and I were having a sports conversation. So, like, everyone can fast forward 30 seconds because I'm going to talk about sports for a second. That happens all the time. Like, sometimes if you lose, you are also the most valuable player. Yeah. It happens in the NBA all the time. Like, Interesting. So, anyway, I'm done talking about sports now. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, you're welcome. I tried to, I started talking faster, I noticed, <laughs> I because I was like, I'm losing them. I'm losing them. <laughs> Shit. Um, so, Joe gets to have, like, the first little one-on-one um, with Michelle, and he uses the time to talk to her a bit about, like, what had happened, um, and... She was like, you don't have to have game face on all the time. And she's, like, rubbing his back. Um, And she, like, talks to him about, like, this level of understanding, like, coming from, like, the same place and, like, growing up in the same scene. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, basketball. I don't know if it's, like, growing up with you in the same place. But, like, I feel, like, connected to you and I feel comfortable around you and at ease with you. And I'm just like, damn, that's cute. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, when the losers go home, the men are surprised to learn that Joe was voted MVP. But like, like you said, that happens. They should know this. There's mm-hmm. there are men, um, and I'm mm-hmm. upholding the patriarchy. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is the only way we want to uphold the patriarchy. I don't care to know about sports more than I already do. And they were like, oh, he was like, they're sad that he had to go to the party still. But it's like, y'all just grow the fuck up. But you kind of see like them like, this seed of animosity just, like, being planted yeah. where people are just getting, like, really paranoid about him. Um, <laughs> but also, it's weird because it doesn't really... I mean, it does come back mm-hmm. up later in the mm-hmm. episode, but only with, like, one, one dude. <laughs> so, so one guy gets paranoid. Um, 
So the the rest of the men that are actually like on the date still seem to be getting like a little jealous, you know, like they obviously have a connection. Um, like Joe yeah. and Well, Michelle. also they're like they're and, frustrated because like don't is it is it Joe that she goes like away with him for like a long time on the date? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Um but also like the dude's coach just died yeah. today and he had to play basketball all day. <laughs> so like I think you know, it makes sense to me. But also I get their jealousy. Except for like Nate, who's just like, dude, what the fuck ever? I'm six foot eight. I don't have to worry about anybody here. <laughs> I'm so tall and hot. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, which is like, you know, good yeah. for him, honestly. Um so Joe, of course, ends up getting the group date rose and we're about to have some drama as a result, which is shocking. Um, so incredibly dumb. <laughs> Just dumb shit is about to happen. Oh, it's so dumb. Oh my gosh. So it was dumb. frustrating. <sighs> and dumb. And why are we... Oh, okay. So, All right. yeah. Let's Michelle gets him down from the heavens. Down, She glides mm-hmm. down the staircase. Like Literally, the staircase is like 700 stairs long, least. approximately. Yeah. It looks like a stadium. <laughs> Um, oh no, those are the worst ones she, too. Yeah, but regardless, she's an angel <laughs> and she glides down wearing this beautiful, like, pink, deep V cut dress. Like, not to be disrespectful, but tits immaculate. I have never seen it, it's we perfect. Had, like, her yeah. arms, perfect. Boobs. We had debate wow. whether she had maybe some Kim Kardashian boob tape under there or not. Um, but mm-hmm. I just think it's heaven. Whatever it is, she needs to sponsor it, and I'll buy it. Like, <laughs> I I want, I I just want to look like that. At one point in my life, I want to look like that. Once. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen for me, but, like, we you, can, we can yeah. put, we can put a little token in my prayer jar. <laughs> I was thinking about that dress that you got for your wedding that you ended up not, you're not going to wear it, you're going to wear something else. That had a deep v-neck, and your tits are gonna look so good. I hope you do wear it. I, I, I can see again. I think Andrew and I are thinking about like eloping and just having like different parties. That. So like one for like Boise people, one for Oregon people, and one like Andrew's family lives in right. California yeah. for the most part. So just like having little like different things, so nobody has to yeah. travel because that so fucking sucks. You can sucks. have your dress. So, like, so you can wear that one too, or that that's a it's a bodysuit. I think. Yeah. I can wear them all. I can yes. get one more, technically. Yes. And you yeah. should! Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Rodney is the first victim of the <laughs> rose ceremony. <laughs> it's, we, we really thought we were going to escape. And we all, I don't know why we were so confident that we weren't going to see it this season. But it's literally, like, episode two, and we're already just getting, like, doinked with this shit that we don't want to see. Oh. So I think this is mostly, like... This is a, a Jenna-originated yeah. pet peeve that I have yeah. adopted as a pet peeve. So do you want to tell us it what happens? Most, it's, oh. So she brings out a silk blindfold, of course, and she puts it over Rodney's eyes. I just don't like the typical uh, non-consensual kisses that come along with blindfolds on this mm-hmm. show. Blindfolds are okay in the bedroom, but like the show doesn't know how to do that. So, Mm-mm. oh my god. But this is, like, kind of funny. Basically, she tests Rodney, because famously he came in a red delicious apple costume last week, and he said he was a Granny Smith a la Alexis of the Dolphin. And mm-hmm. Michelle's like, hold up, I need to make sure you're not, like, a complete dumb-dumb, and I need to make sure you know what an mm-hmm. apple tastes like. So she does a bunch of taste test challenges with him, apples included. He doesn't know a single one of them. Um, at one point, mm-hmm. she puts pizza in his mouth. I mean, maybe it's Peter's pizza. I don't know. It probably tastes like shit. And that's why Rodney thought it was a piece of lasagna and i <laughs> am like worried that maybe rodney also got covid at some point maybe he just can't taste oh anymore God. and that we should be giving him a lot of grace because he's cute and his smile is wonderful he he does have nice yes, teeth. teeth and yeah unfortunately teeth do not have taste buds in them and like clearly this man like i, I was laughing really hard too because andrew and i like Again, not to belabor this pizza conversation, but Andrew was just like, hey, can I order pizza today? 
and it was bachelor night so i was just like just order the fucking pizza just get the pizza i want lasagna from this restaurant and so we were both we were literally eating pizza and lasagna like as this was happening and we like looked at each other and we were just like this is so fucking dumb <laughs> what the fuck is happening it's so cute oh so meanwhile the other men are using this opportunity to talk shit about Joe. Um, and by the other men, I mean, there's four dudes standing around each other and two of them are not into the conversation at all. And they're just like, this is really mm-hmm. stupid. And like the other two guys are just like, well, <laughs> so Martin, I think says something like, I think they knew each other before. Yeah. Um, Spencer kind of agrees that he feels like something's up and that he'd be kind of shocked if they didn't know each other from before because they, like, grew up in the same scene. I don't even know if that's, like, the right thing to say. I feel like I'm talking like it's, like, a music (laughs) scene or something. So this might sound really dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, But, like, both, like, Spencer and um, Malik are, like, I'm not going to spend any time dealing with this because like what matters is like my relationship with michelle and they're both basically like if she likes him she likes him and this is how it works like in real life too like i'm not i was just like oh my god men with sense who would have i i got let's give them the good guy good boy award yeah they get the good boy award for this week um thank you for being sensible and like like just what a what a concept and i like the other thing is like we're about to talk about jamie and i'm just like jamie shut up like you got a rose this week that's why he did it i think that's why he did it yes yeah because he's safe like so like what if he stirs shit he can't go home Uh right now i mean like the thing is he totally right yeah if 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 it was found out i'm i think michelle is the kind of person that would be like "Mm, yank and then give it to like alec or whoever the fuck that guy is oh my god who is that man white german man i don't really know um (laughs) so but then we begin to see the fall of jamie um the potential fall of jamie yeah it's not yet he like jumps in and like says you know this situation does bother him because if Joe and Michelle mm-hmm. do know each other, it's not fair to him and the other men. It's like, okay, I don't know if this is fair. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then he, like, Jamie informs Martin later on that he heard from a friend who lives in Minnesota or Minneapolis that, like, he saw Michelle leaving a bar with a man. And then he, like, gets real kind of aggressive with it and says that, like, they told him that she's booed up with a light-skinned, tall baller. <sighs> That was so bizarre. I really hated it. I was like, <laughs> white people shouldn't God, be allowed can to we do just, that. Like, take that off. <laughs> um, no, but like he's also just like, it's like not. It's not that his friend actually saw it. He was like, oh, I heard from a yeah. friend whose girlfriend yeah. was there, and it's just like, okay, so you're getting like really like, this is like some Jay Anon shit like, that yeah. you're doing, and you're like you know, peddling this as, like, fact. Yeah, this is, like, some, like, Nicki Minaj's friend's cousin's balls swelling <laughs> up in Trinidad. <laughs> to detract from the main problem, which is her, yeah, her husband's yeah. weird and does bad oh, things, geez. but... <laughs> what are you trying to um, hide, Jamie? Um, yeah. yeah, and then Martin, I fucking, I didn't think I'd like Martin ever, to be honest, and he's <laughs> He said, "Did you just did you just forget about this until now?" God, it's so brutal. And Jamie was like, Jamie was like, he kind of was just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't even think about it." Just like, shut up. What else do you have to think about this whole time? You're like alone, like ninety five percent of the day. Also, my mom came up. Like, uh, she like got home from work while I was watching um, again to just like recap or whatever. And she was like, I hate that guy's hair. <laughs> and then she just walked away. <laughs> she was like, pick a lane, basically. She's like, you can be blonde or brunette. You can't be both. Oh and I was like, hmm, mom. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, Jamie basically says he didn't even think about it until other people in the house started talking about it. And so he's like planting like dishonesty seeds already, basically. Um, and he's like, I gotta talk to Michelle about this. 
Um, and then when he goes to talk to her, he basically says that everyone in the house has been talking about it. He's like, fucking lying. Like, he's, liar. Like, you're talking about it, you freak. And I mean, like, okay, so, like, if you actually have a problem with it, like, you could have that conversation with her, and I don't think it would be weird, but, like, why would you, like, make her think everyone is fucking talking about something that they're not? And to then also say that everyone is questioning her authenticness. For, like, authenticity. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that part was, like, the, like, it's one thing to lie, but it's another thing to, like, mm, change a narrative? Like, or, like, plant, like, a real, like, like, untrue yeah, thing that like, could make you feel bad? <laughs> He also, like, does this thing where he, he's, like, I think, like, um, like, the fans of the show might also, you know, like, question your, it's not just, like, the guys, it's, like, kind of everybody, and it's just, like, dude, what the, like, you could have just asked, like, did you and Joe know each other before? I don't think that's a weird question. No, but he forgot, you know, he forgot until now, so what can you say about it? You know, and he just forgot that nobody else has been fucking talking about this and that he was the first person to talk about it because it's literally his fucking story. Like, you fucking idiot. So, basically, he he kind of frames this conversation in a way that, like, in a normal circumstance would make him look like a trustworthy yeah. guy. Like, the guy that, like, I'm just telling you this because I, you know, like, I want you to know that everyone's talking about this. So, it seems like... He's a guy that she can trust to, like, lean on and will, like, give her, you know, the information, like, as she's getting to know everybody or whatever. he doesn't care. Like, he's good. Because they're good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh. Because he literally was, like, saying in the ITMs, like, I really need this to not be true. Or this is going to ruin my relationship with Michelle. So it's, like, another, just another lie. It's really, uh, Michelle comes back to the men and she's, like. Uh, this really fucking upsets me. <laughs> like, apparently yeah. everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's questioning my authenticity. Like, what's going on? Uh, it's not true. She says this amazing, um, monologue about, like, the racism of <laughs> assuming that she is yeah. dating a black man anytime she's seen with a black man in Minneapolis. I was like, okay, amazing. Mm-hmm. So she calls mm-hmm. him out. She's like, I met Joe. She also jokes. She's like, yeah, him and I joke because, like, he technically ghosted me, LOL, but we're good. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. which I thought was just so beautiful. She just, like, addressed everything so plainly. And it was just, like, really, like, iconic. And then she's like, but mm-hmm. uh, do you all have anything to say? And then everyone just fucking sits there with a thumb up their asses. It made me so mad that not a single person, including my my good friend Rodney, just didn't say, like, I don't know what these men are talking about. <laughs> yeah like Rodney like say that now because he literally like after that after she left the room he was like uh have I just not been talking to any of you guys like I haven't heard any of this like you couldn't you could just say that why are these people so weird about like asking questions or like answering a question like I would be immediately just like I have never fucking heard that and I don't care but like also I mean, I feel like Martin. Yeah, he hello, could especially. You could just be like, uh, there was one guy talking about it earlier and it was this guy. I like literally we were in a group of four people and no one fucking agreed. <laughs> and so it's just like and it's the thing that like also pissed me off. I mean, like not that I would expect him to like come clean or anything, but all these men are talking and they're like rightfully yeah. pissed off. They're like, this ruined like the night, like Michelle's upset. This sucks. Like, who the fuck is, like, saying shit like this? They all, they all know it's just, like, one guy who's, like, fucking scared yeah. of, you know. Whatever he's scared. Because, again, he's safe. Like, I don't know what exactly his little plan was. But he's but, all like, yeah, like, that's messed up. Yeah, that's re- that's just, oh, what a bummer. And I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> like, he knows. And he's, like, also, like, he's in ITMs just being like, I'm not going to fucking admit I said anything. <laughs> Like, okay. It's pretty entertaining. Can they also not, can they not put it together either that, like, Michelle got upset and the last person that talked to her was Jamie? Like, hello? They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. It's like that, it's like that Ugh. meme where he's like, no one's gonna know. And they're like, yeah, somebody's gonna know. They're gonna know. No one's gonna know. No, they're gonna know. It's like, <laughs> right. Or, like, that Spongebob meme that's just, like, ten minutes later. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, people finally put the puzzle oh, pieces sense. together. Well, anyway, so... Gail and Michelle are like, oh, can- it's cancelled. Let's go to the fucking rose ceremony now. 
Let's losers. Yeah. Um, yeah. She starts off good. She starts off good again. She goes the roads to Nate, Rodney, mm-hmm. Martin, Rick, uh, Rick, Leroy, Spencer, Casey, Chris J, uh, Malik, Olu, Chris S, Will, Romeo, Little Tits, Clayton, and Peter Pumpkin Eater, Pizza Man. Um, and they join Brendan, Jay, Jamie, and Joe all in the winter circle of the night. And she sends out, well, she sends out random blonde man, Alec, um, Pardeep, Daniel, and PJ. What? Who's that? PJ's the very fine man with his, like, perfect little mustache. He was the, he was the big fireman. Yeah, I liked him. <sighs> I liked right. him. He was very hot. The little mustache really was it doing was. something for me, and I'm sad to not see it anymore. <laughs> but <sighs> you're right. Maybe they will go to paradise. Yeah, I hope they made a big enough impression, or that we make a big enough stink to get some of these people. Yeah. <laughs> on Can paradise. we like stop simping for grocery store Joe night one loser and start oh getting PJ and <laughs> party like? Let's get them on a podcast. Stat. Stat. Let's do it. It's um, time. Speaking of podcasts, I have to go. Um, <laughs> wow. Is this a boundary? I don't know Jenna's her. actually for once like has a thing to do. And <laughs> Wow. What the fuck am I going to do with the rest of my night? I need to think. Maybe. <laughs> I'll just keep going. I'll keep talking to myself. <laughs> Send, send in the voicemail. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep threatening it. You All right. Do it. Well, um, Jenna, what are you up I'm gonna to? I'm going to go season? to a haunted house. That's awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified already. <laughs> I don't really want to go, but yeah. I do want to go. I love that you're going. Are you going dressed up yeah. as Britney Spears dump <laughs> yeah. him? Okay. That's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. You didn't ask me what I was going to be for Halloween, well, and I'm offended. I, I want to be surprised. No, you forgot. I'm, but a nar- it's okay. I'm a Peter. I'm a total nurse. <laughs> what are you going to be? Um, have you seen I Think You Should Leave season no. two? I feel like I showed you like a yeah, couple maybe. episodes of the yeah. first season a long yeah. time ago, and you were just like, this is really funny. And then you also looked at me like I was psycho because we didn't know each other very well yet. But like, there's like this character. I'll have to send you like a clip yeah, of it. But because you sent me the um, one for the baby one that you were before, and I died. Yes, yes. Um, it's basically like Tim Robinson uh, is in like a courtroom setting, and it's like um, a deposition for like a hearing where people are doing like insider trading or something, and they're just reading like the text messages from the two people who were doing insider training or trading. Um, previously and a lot of their text messages are like have you seen brian's fucking hat oh my god he looks so fucking stupid what an idiot what an (laughs) asshole and it's just like this fedora with safari flaps in the back (laughs) so i'm gonna be oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he just like carries dice around in his pocket and he gets like yelled at by his boss and he they're they're just like take the take the hat off brian like it's really distracting he's like no i've never stood up for anything in my life and i'm i'm taking a stand on this fucking hat like the salesman told me i'm the only guy to ever pull it off or something like that so that's what i'm doing for halloween this year i had like literally i had to i know you have to go up in a second (laughs) I literally had to order a fedora no. from Amazon for it to get here on time. And that's the worst thing I've ever done. I think you're done. on a list now somewhere. I know. Yeah. Um, and it's the go to hell list. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the worst thing I've ever done. And with that, I think we can wrap it up. We are really admitting some real deep secrets an hour today. Uh, yeah. An hour in, baby. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Bye. Love Sexy. y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye. Oh, hello.
It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.